Welcome to the Weekly Exchange, an Explominate podcast where we talk about Forex, strategy, and tactics games news, patches, devlogs, and much more. So stay tuned. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. Glad to be here. How you doing, man? I am doing okay, but I'm also exhausted. But I'm doing okay. How about you? Yeah, I feel the same way. I worked all weekend, so it's definitely it's the end of a long weekend. And I'm actually surprisingly more awake than I'm normally. But I'm, I'm excited to talk to you, buddy. Let's talk about some games. Let's do that. So why don't you start off with Age of Wonders Planetfall? They had an update, didn't they? Or they're talking about the next update. They had an update, and it's called Stegosaurus 2, and among many other things, because there's a lot of changes here, a lot of balance changes, a lot of quality life things, and mm-hmm. one thing that I really appreciate the most is that they've added Auto Explore, which I think I was already asking for like before the game came out. So, Right, right. Yeah, it's nice to be able to just hit that Auto Explore button, you know, because it's, it's just a little bit... It, for me, ex- exploration is fun, but it's also kind of mindless a little bit. Like, I want to be able to like set people off and... Tell them to go explore and then, you know, get excited about what they find. I don't really want to do too much of the micromanagement of it. Yeah, I'm glad to see it. So they've got Auto Explorer. they got a bunch of other stuff. It's good stuff. And then I know that the, uh, well, no, I can't say anything. There's another patch plan for next year. That's all I can say. You can't say anything. That's you must not. Good, good, good. Anything else in this latest bit of news from them? No, nothing. I mean, like, uh, uh, there's a lot more to the patch notes. I want to, you know, just go ahead and click the the link and check it out. But, you know, the the thing that I thought that was the biggest takeaway was the Auto Explorer. It's the biggest quality of life thing, I think, that was added there. So, yeah, there's a lot more to it. So just check it out. Click the link and read all about it. And you're probably already playing it if you're already playing Planetfall. So. I can't speak about it. I Well, you know, so... uh, What can I say here? Yes, I, exactly. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> you know I'm right. Moving on. All right. So um, second news item for today is Alliance of the Sacred Sons and the dev, uh, the the main, the only dev, he gave us a nice little update. And uh, basically, first of all, he's giving us a little background how, you know, the status of the game, he's been selling it. Uh, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but like not through Steams. He's just been doing a side thing with it, trying to maintain his work pace while getting some income because, you know, this costs money, this costs time. And uh, he now has a publisher, so he hasn't disclosed any specific information about that, but he will in the future. So that's the first thing. Now, another thing is is that he's working on the user interface, continuing to try and improve the user interface. And in a grand strategy game, the information, the presentation of the information is probably one of the most crucial aspects of the game. So you want to have a good user interface. So let's, you know, keeping the fingers crossed that he's getting done what he wants to do. And then he's, so he's adding some content. So one of the things that he's going to be adding is something called the Celestial Council and how that's going to impact the game. Sounds interesting. And then another thing, there's another thing he was adding here. Um... Oh, 
where was it? I cannot believe it jumped out for me. He's oh, right. He's also working on some localizations, and he's going to he's going to be adding the military system for for the next update. So I hadn't said previously, but the update is going to be point zero point eight point two point one, and he's continuing to flesh out the game. I mean, it's still essentially in a like late alpha, early beta type of state where he's little by little putting out content. He's also by the way, putting out um, videos explaining it. And I believe you did a video or a couple with him not so long ago, right? Yeah, we have one, and then we're planning on another one now that he's do, he's he's finishing up the UI stuff. And mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. idea is that after he's got some of the, the basic UI elements that he wants to be done, he and I mm -hmm. are going to do at least one or two more. So I'm excited. Okay, good. Well, that's mainly it. So Publisher is going to be revealed soon. Further UI changes, adding the Celestial Council, adding um, the co the combat, some some version of combat. I'm not exactly sure because it's a grand strategy. I don't know. I can't really picture what it's going to look like. But there's going to be a military aspect to the game that's going to be added. So looking forward to it. This is definitely one of the few titles that's in the works that I'm keeping a close eye on. Now, I don't know how much I'm going to get to play any game, but much less this or, or any other game I'm excited for, to be honest with you, at least not for the month of December, but I am keeping an eye on Yeah, and I'll say that I'm in the, like, because I, I, I bought in early, and so mm -hmm. I'm allowed to play it, and I, you know, we've gone back and forth, and course i'm able to play it because i'm able to do let's let's play his videos of it but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's it's shaping up really well and i like the ui elements that he's adding clearly he's actually he's gotten some support from the publisher that he hasn't talked about yet but they mm -hmm. have gone in and and given him some i don't know if they've actually gotten him in touch with a ui artist or if they're just giving him money to like go off and do ui with somebody else but mm. the ui that he's got it's a significant it's upgrade well, the, oh, yeah. you mean the one he's putting in? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the one he oh, had okay. is rough. Definitely. Yeah, it's really rough. Really the new, rough. The new one is it's very sleek. It's very clean looking. It has very, very clear icons and stuff that makes the game much easier to understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because I think he's saying that the end of February, he's going to have it all in there or, you know, sometime in February, he's going to have all mm. the new UI elements in there. And That's ambitious. Yeah, well, no, it's already almost there. So I've been playing oh, it. He's got wow. most of it in there already. So Nice. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's an exciting game. I'm with you. It's definitely something that's trying to change up the way you could think of Forex. I mean, it's a Forex grand strategy hybrid, and I really like the way he's playing it. And then there's you know some character elements to it and some emphasis on characters, but it's not so much so like Crusader Kings or anything like that. But I gotcha. Let's talk about Astra Exodus, which came out with Dev Diary 11 this week, talking about ground combat, which outlined the four specific types of ground combat units. First of which is infantry, and then you have armor, and then you have mechs, mm -hmm. and you have airborne. So you have aircraft and stuff like that, too. And each of them have like their own specific strengths, right? So like some of them are better mm -hmm. at maybe taking absorbing damage, and then other ones are a little bit more... Glass cannon. Better at dealing it. Yeah. At dealing it, right? Right. And so the idea is to kind of figure out what, what you want to compose your armies of. And then the combat's a turn-based affair. And it's on like a little hex grid map where you're, the, the planet that you're invading or the planet you're defending is represented. And 
you place your characters, you place your army, I should say, down on the map. And, you know, it's, it's pretty simple, but it's kind of cool and that it's it's a fun little way to take care of that. And it's fast enough that it doesn't bog you down, but it's also something you have some, you know, some say in, some tactical say in. So I, I like it. And then he talks mm-hmm. about bombardment too. So he's going mm-hmm. over how bombardment won't work. It's, it's very similar to most 4X games you'd think of. You know, it's, you know, you could either bomb a couple times, you could bomb all of your bombs and, you know, they're going to affect any of the infrastructure that's on the planet or hopefully just the, the troops that are there. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can soften things up before you invade. So mm-hmm. I've M- said this make before. You... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, sir. No, go ahead. No, I was saying that uh, you're just uh, preparing the ground for your landing, exactly. essentially, yeah. with the bodies of your enemies and all those who have not turned over, right? Exactly. So, you know, I've said this before. I was going to say just now, and then you really cut me off. So I'm going to say it again. <laughs> okay. uh, sure. That I, I was waiting to do that. You know. <laughs> I know you were. You're, you're waiting for me to say one word, and then you're like, "Yeah, this is where I'll interject." But uh, no. of course, I, I, it's it's a really solid 4x game. It's not groundbreaking in any in any way, really. <laughs> you know, it's uh-huh. not trying to do anything normal or abnormal or out of the ordinary or, you know, progressive. It's just trying to do what the 90s 4X games did really well, only mm. with a, you know, a more clear UI and some better graphics. So, I mean, it's even more so trying to stick to the old formula than than Interstellar Space Genesis, which I know we're going to talk about here in a second. So That's interesting. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a pretty sweet <laughs> game. I, thought, I think it's going to, for those who are looking for like a pure... Master of Ryan 2 clone that does just about everything Master of Ryan 2 does with some updated graphics and a nice little <laughs> pixelated look, they're going to like it. Okay, and speaking of Interstellar Space Genesis, we had the news this week regarding update 1.0.7. So in case people didn't know, the game is for sale. It is not. It is in a full release form. They're, they're doing all kinds of stuff, which I'll talk about shortly. And uh, it is available on Steam. Remember the feature you were really excited about for Age of Wonders Planetfall? Yeah, the uh, exploration. Yes, the, the auto exploration. exploration. Yep. yep, yep. Well, we have that here as well now. Uh, we also have AI Colony Governors. There are new settings for galaxy configuration. There's an improvement on the Empire Boards. And I think that's a big thing because in a game that is built on your empire and expansion and taking. You need to know where what it is you're taking, where you're going, what your empire entails, and that's important because at a quick glance, you got to have an idea. And I think before what was there wasn't as clear as I think it is going to be. Then uh, they add, they're adding end-level text to each of the branches. There are bug fixes. There are balance changes and whatnot. You know, the usual stuff. And then they're talking about what comes after 1.0.7 and the biggest thing is going to be a graphics overhaul so it's going to be new 3d ship models for the for the races because kind of what they have now is serviceable but they had promised during the earlier you know during alpha and beta that they're definitely going to invest and it's it's going to look good so they're very happy with it and you know so far, on all the promises they've made, they have delivered, so I trust them. I have no reason not to. The UI revamp is coming. Remember how we were complaining about the appearance of the planet, like in the 3D 
appearance of you know the colony on the planet and kind of like it's very lackluster well that's happening too there are going to be additional improvements to the galaxy map they're going to be continuing to do stuff with the diplomacy screen the system view and they're adding new leaders new events and more and all of that stuff is not only going to be provided for free which to me that is like my favorite thing to hear free as a gamer or somebody who spends money on games, I hate when we get nickel and dimes for everything. And when we get substantial content that's free, once the DLC comes, I have no problem paying for it because in my memory, in my mind, there's always that, oh, but remember, we, we not only do we promise, but we deliver and we gave you all this cool stuff. So why don't you give us a hand too? And, you know, that, it makes me feel good to buy DLC for games when... There's this give and take, you know, you get free stuff and then you get the paid stuff, but not content that's cut. And they're not doing that. And that just makes me happier. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that by far and away, the presentation of Remnants of the... Pre- I'm sorry, Interstellar Space Genesis. Interstellar Space Genesis. You're already <laughs> jumping ahead. To the, I know. That's to a, the next my mind's time. already thinking of the next thing. But yeah, the, the presentation on the UI of Interstellar Space Genesis was uh, one of the weaker spots. So... The idea that they're coming through and and revamping all of it sounds fantastic to me. I'm really excited to hear that, and it would be a really good time for us to do a reevaluation of it. You know, so yeah, and it, it's well, also. I think after the UI drops, I think after like the new graphics are in, because prior to that is just doing a reevaluation based on conjecture and supposition versus oh, actually yeah, yeah. having something in your hand. You know, well, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like it would be a oh, good time okay, okay. A- after all this comes that we could reexamine it and you know, take a look to see how it's come through. And, you know, I'm, yep. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very curious to know how much they've sold because there's only like, I, I think a hundred and something reviews on steam. So, and they're, and by the way, they're very positive. Yeah, no, it's very positive. And that's good because I think there was a community in, you know, a demographic they were looking to, you know, win over this game and, and I yep. clearly they've done that. So that's great. But yeah, the other thing I want to say is that we've reached out to Praxis games and Adam uh-huh. solo Mm-hmm. And Hugo Rosado, I believe his name, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they they came back and said that they will give us some exclusive information on this new stuff. Ooh. So Ooh. we're gonna Very have nice. a great little preview, maybe even an interview with these guys in January, and we'll have <laughs> some exclusive shots of the new stuff that's coming. So stay Ooh. tuned about mid January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds stuff, good. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely. Where my mind was trying to take me, just because I was reading mm-hmm. it as I was speaking, is to run with the Precursors, which is a game that you may know, and possibly you listened to the interview I had with Ray Fowler, the solo developer mm-hmm. of this game. It used to be called Java Moo, because it was basically a remake of Master of Ryan 1 in Java. But now he's called it Remnants of the Precursors, and he's saying that he has Alpha 5 almost complete, and mm-hmm. that would mean that both the Clackons and the humans are now in. And I think most importantly, the tactical combat will be in there with all the new ship art and stuff like that. But that will probably be here before Christmas, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. It's likely. It's very likely. I, I, I reached out to him and said, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it to happen? And he said, I'm doing my best. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I like that guy. He's very, he's very direct. But so he's, he's doing his best. He's going to make it happen, I think. And we will get a new alpha before beta, which... I think he's saying now is going to be late quarter one, 2020. So, mm. Well, he's working at his pace. I believe 
his game, I'm I'm like a hundred percent certain that his game has to be free in order to use the the names and to use like you know the intellectual property of the Master of Orion series. He can't charge anything for it. So yeah, and he doesn't want to. He's never wanted yeah. to. It's never been a part of his plan. So yeah, they, he. I don't know if you actually listened to the interview, but in, in the interview, I did. He, was, he was saying that that wargaming isn't really going to pursue the trademark anymore while they'll probably continue having it they're not Mm -hmm. going to pursue any sort of uh i don't know unless somebody steps on their toes kind of right and i think even to a degree they wouldn't probably pursue anything anyone using stuff from it as long as they weren't using the actual name master ryan so Mm. yeah it's kind of it's you know it's it's gray area and i know that he's not trying to make any enemies whatsoever so he's not going to go out and like start selling this game and it's never been again but i do know that it's a passion project it's a passion project yeah and so he he has come on to his subreddit recently and said that he does want to sell merchandise related to it so you know it's mostly from petar i don't know he keeps saying it's peter it looks like Pitar, Pitar to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But the fantastic artist behind this game has a great deal of artwork that's going into this game. It has been going into this game and is already in this game. And and Ray's talking about using some of that as part of like the remnants of the precursor's property to mm-hmm. like make some mouse pads or maybe mm-hmm. make or shirts, maybe cups, shirts, something like that. Posters, yeah. whatever it is you want. Something like that, cool, right? So cool, cool. Definitely, if you are interested in that and you think the remnants of the Precursor's artwork is awesome and you want something for your wall or something or your mouse pad, go to mm-hmm. the subreddit. It's, R- it's just reddit.com backslash r backslash rotp. So uh, we'll have okay. a link in the base in the, the notes there and just let him know what you want because he's looking at making some merchandise and I'm excited about that. But I am very excited, extremely excited about Alpha 5 and when it drops, I will absolutely be doing a Let's Play. Excellent. All right. And uh, the last major news item this week is for Stellaris, Dev Diary 163. And this is continu- they're continuing to discuss the upcoming DLC, which got thankfully got pushed back. Oh, my God. Please just push it back even to March. Just spend the next two, three months fixing Stellaris, patching it up, you know, making sure everything works before you drop more stuff and break it again i mean as cool as everything is i i I wanna i want a version of the game that has all the features and they're working as intended you know but anyways so dev diary 163 is called juggernaut and mega shipyard and they're talking about these two new mobile starbase essentially is what the juggernaut is it is a ship that's massive but it's actually more of a starbase so Maybe like some type of a, you know, Death Star or Star Killer base or whatever, you know, whatever they call, whatever they called in the new series. I, I don't know the name. It was pretty forgettable. But um, you have this massive ship or mobile star base that's moving about. It's got lots of hangar base for fighters, though, and bombers. But here's the thing. My understanding is, and I have not played Stellaris in a bit, is that the fighters and bombers don't actually work that well, or there was a big issue with them. So maybe they will address that. And then um, part of this is uh, it's all about having void superiority. So 
this is about controlling the space, controlling space around. I'm curious if there's going to be any kind of gameplay associated with any species that are not terrestrial in nature. You know, people, people or aliens or bugs or plants or whatever that, you know, live on giant like generation ships and things like that. So that's one. The other thing is a mega shipyard. And this is a structure. This is another mega structure. And this one is about, you know, building giant fleets. And like your starting fleets get all kinds of bonuses. And this will need a special technology to unlock it. So it, it's it's cool. There, you know, it's little things that they're adding. Um I'm still hoping that they wait on releasing it until March, you know maybe February, March, and just, just like really polish up the game and make sure that when it comes out, it's solid, it's working. I'm just, it's tiring when, you know, Stellaris drops content and then like they spend weeks and weeks hot patching and fixing and trying to undo some of the stuff that was done, you know? Absolutely. You know, and this is something that I was thinking about earlier is that I'm generally somebody who's extremely impatient and I'm really excited about this expansion, no doubt, but... Yeah, for the first time, I think I'm really just like, all right, take your time, make this game something that, you know, I won't have to to bitch about it being screwed up and and worry that I'll never get the great game that I'm I'm hoping will it it'll become. But right. you know, Federation sounds like a fantastic expansion, you know, and if they can do right by it and make it, you know, work well and bug free or bug, you know, minimize minimalist. Bugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no such thing as bug free anymore. No, it's not. It's and I don't think you could even do anything with Solaris at this point and not have bugs at some level. But no, if they can do their best and make all that as as best as they can, I you know they'll they'll have won me over at least a little bit. I I do think that the the new approach should be rewarded regardless. So I you know I'm happy about that, and I just hope again I've made I made mention of this that we show them that we appreciate their willingness to push back past mm-hmm. the holiday window by. By purchasing it when it does eventually come out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, why don't you tell us about this week's game? What is game? Which is Chaos Galaxy. Oh, okay. So it is a one-man project, believe it or not, and it's okay. built as a pixel art turn-based galaxy total war game. Which they use the word total war game because it is very much reminiscent of the total war games. And you start off with a set number, like it's, it's very similar to, to a total war game in that the, there's like a, a, an already established eh, empire of sorts or Mm -hmm. like political situation. And you can select from one of 14 factions and there's 54 different heroes, hundreds of different warships and mechs. And you carry out war through turn-based battles, turn-based tactical battles. And, you know, there's a little bit of 4X elements to it because you will, like, develop your planets and, you know, go through technology trees and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it is, and it's definitely, it has, it, it's also mostly very similar to a, a Total War game, as I've mentioned many times here before. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah, but it does, It's it, there's a demo, there's a free demo that you can find on the link that we'll have down below. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to surprise some people. The graphics are good? But not great. They're definitely out of the '90s, like pixel era. But it's weird because the like the overall overarching strategy map graphics are very good, and I like the pixel art there. But when it comes uh-huh. to the tactical combat, it's like they use a different art style, or if they uh-huh. they weirdly zoom up on things that don't need to be zoomed up on, and it definitely shows 
its age almost in a way like it's mm. like, you know the age that it tries to mimic and yeah i gotcha so tactical battles need a little bit of help but this game's not coming out until 2020 in spring so you can take a look at the demo now and see how you like it and you can only have access to one of the main factions there but you know the guy's chinese or korean yeah, the, I don't no remember. no it's Ch- i'm pretty sure it's chinese he or she's chinese yeah so and he and i have spoken to or he or she have i have spoken a couple times we've gone back and forth about it and we're going to be you know on their press list and everything but yeah it's 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 a pretty interesting title and i think just based on the fact that there's a free demo it's worth giving it a shot i mean there's some cool little ideas there you know like there's a, a diplomatic system that i was expecting to be pretty lame to be honest and i was pretty <laughs> excited to see that it was pretty deep i mean you have vassals suzerians i mean there's a lot of diplomatic actions as far as like you know setting up uh, relationships and trading and all sorts of stuff and then there's also you have pirate factions and stuff it's it's very much total war in space which i'm pretty excited about but it's got the pixel with a chinese twist yeah with a chinese twist and clearly some chinese influence so check it out all right deal okay well that kind of wraps up that part of the show nate before we do that let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor which i know sucks and you're more than welcome to fast forward through this but We've moved to Anchor, which is really awesome. You'll hear about it here in a second, but we have to do this, okay? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, welcome back to the Weekly Exchange. I apologize for the ad. So we've moved to Anchor, as I've mentioned, and we are trying to kind of, uh, in a way, consolidate some of the stuff that we're doing and make stuff a little bit less expensive for us. So this is a free way to host a podcast that has become very large at this point. So I just wanted to apologize. It's going to be the way it is going forward, but hopefully it's not too intrusive. Now back to the show. Today's topic is an interesting one. It's the recent Steam sale. I think in general I can say that it sucked. It's it's continuing to suck. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is, man. So I think part of it, and I thought about this when we started talking about the idea of what we're gonna do, and then you said, let's talk about the Steam sale. And and I think part of it was that we got used to steam sales that were just off the charts, right? Like you could find triple a games for like five, $10 sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. We were, we were so used to just waiting for these steam sales to, to buy most of our games, at least for me. Like if I wasn't really super excited about a game, I would wait till steam sale. Yes. I would buy it for, you know, 60, 70% off. Yeah. And now I think what's happened is that maybe valve or maybe the developers or maybe all the above, decided that that was cutting into regular sales at some level. Uh-huh. And so now they've scaled back some of these these Steam sales, these autumn sales, these winter sales, whatever the hell they call them at whatever yeah. time of the year. I mean, they still have their publisher sales where you can actually get a good deal on something you're interested in. Yeah, and that is true. So I think that's more what Steam has moved towards is having like flash sales for publishers and 
you know, their their seasonal big sales are just not what they used to be. And and I, I imagine that it really has to have something to do with the fact that that we were waiting. <laughs> that when there were a lot of people just not buying games because they're like, oh hell, I'll just wait for the next Steam sale. Hell, it's a freaking meme all over the internet. Like, I'll just wait for the Steam sale, you know? And yeah. now I think that it's kind of bit us all in the ass that we were waiting so long because Steam's like, no, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. Because I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. It was not that exciting. I I picked up Warhammer Two. Which I'm super excited well, about. Yeah, right, right, right. Good pickup, by the way. Yeah, and that's that was sixty percent off. So, but I, that was the only game out of all the games that I have my wish list, which are like some eighty something games right now, which is insane. Yeah, was, you need to pare that down a little bit. I do. I was looking at it. And I need to pare some off. But the the only game on that list that was a significant enough discount that made me buy it right there. Hmm. Nothing on my list jumped out at me. I think I picked something up, but I don't even remember. That's how unmemorable the sale was. Well, I remember you mentioning that you picked up some of the like Warhammer 2 DLC. Yeah, but for the same reason that you did. And again, I, I have Warhammer 1. I have most of Warhammer 2 stuff. And I picked up DLC at 50% off because, you know, I want to show Creative Assembly some support, you know? I like what they're doing. I want to see Warhammer 3. I'm waiting for them to wrap up Warhammer 2 and like do what needs to be done and start getting ready for Warhammer 3 because I suspect that by the time that I'm ready to sit down and play it, Warhammer 3 will be out. They'll have some version of like Mortal Empires campaign bringing everything from 1 and 2 in there, and that's the game I want to play. You know? You know? It, yeah, 100%. And the game that I keep eyeing, and I, it keeps going on sale, and it was on huge sale during the Steam sale, was... Dungeons 3, which, you know, if you remember the Dungeon Keeper. Yeah, games, I, I've, I've been keeping an eye on it, but it's just not for me. I am, Well, and so it's not enough for me that I, I'll bite when it's on huge discounted sale. But mm-hmm. it's still a game that I keep on my wish list. And I guess I shouldn't because at this point, if I haven't bought it, it's 75% off. And I'm probably yeah, never exactly. going to buy it. Yeah. Right? So, and if you do buy it, you're not going to play it. Yeah. And what I'd, I'd I guess for me... It would depend on if people came back, and I'm I'm actually throwing this out to the audience. Is Dungeons Three really good? Because it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam, but some of the videos I've seen make it look a little bit clunky. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious if anyone here or anyone out there has played it and can give me some feedback. Because I just, for the life of me, I keep it on my wish list. I'm just, well, I don't know I'll what I'm waiting you, for. Ninety percent off feedback. I can give yeah. you feedback. I haven't played it. There you go. There's your feedback. Right. Yeah, well, you know, and at this point, I've got so many games on my, not only my library, but on my wish list that if someone could give me a reason to either keep it on or leave it off, I'd be grateful. I gotcha. So. I, I know what you mean. I say leave it. And by leave it, I mean take it off and move on. Yeah. The only thing that keeps me with it is because it's overwhelmingly positive. And I did enjoy the, the Dungeon Keeper games. So, you know, 8,000 people can't be wrong. Or 8,000 people who have reviewed it can't be wrong. I don't know. Maybe right. they can. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> that's. I think that's a completely different discussion right there. As it's to who's true. right and who's wrong. Well, and so the other... Yeah, I do want to talk about Steam ratings someday, but the the emails maybe that we'll I was make, going through... Maybe we'll sorry? make that a topic. Yeah, in a next week. Show. Absolutely. Or maybe the week... Oh, Steam r- next week? Okay. Let me pen it in. There we go. We're pending in. We're, we're, we, we've, seriously. Oh, it's been a long weekend. So, yeah, no, I was just going through my emails and I'm looking mm-hmm. at all the emails for my Steam sale notifications and all of them, almost all of them were just 25% off. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's just, yeah, it's pretty weak. 
so many games. I have like 150 something games and I've only played about half of them. I can't honestly right now, any game that gets added to my library is because it's something that I want a copy of for whatever reason at 50 to 75 percent off or something that I legitimately want to play. And the only games that I legitimately want to play right now, guess what? I'm playing them. I'm with you there. So and that's so, kind of yeah. where I'm just, I've become, and I think that's another thing too, right? I, I would definitely imagine mm. that the idea that we've all built these huge Steam libraries now, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> again, it's another meme. You know, you talk about how many games are in your Steam library that you've never played, which is ridiculous. Right. Like I picked this up on a Steam sale for $7 and, you know, I never played it. And that's, I'm, sure. I'm, I could say that about a lot of games for me, but yeah. I think that's also another thing where like Steam's like, or Valve might be, uh, maybe they're realizing the fact that we have these huge, these huge backlogs and they're, they, they're realizing too, that that's a result that results in less, less buying. I mean, with that huge backlog, I'm really reticent to buy a game unless it is significantly discounted now, yeah. unless again, it's a 4X game or something that I'm really interested in. So yeah. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, Maybe. no. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happen that that are happening that contribute to the weak ass Steam sales that have been going on for at least a year, at least. No, it's been more, more like two years, not yeah. a year. It's been, yeah. it's been a long time. It's been long enough that it's, it's been, and no longer exciting. Like you, I remember you were saying, like, oh, I hope this time is is an exciting sale. And it just wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad it that wasn't. I picked and up Total War Warhammer too. Like the Steam Awards. They made that stuff so complicated. I like inputted stuff, right? Not because I want anything out of them. Just, you know, my suggestion for this, that, the other thing. And like half a dozen times, it's like, oh, error, try again. It's like, I'm not going to try again. Forget you. I don't care. Go away. Leave me alone. Give me <laughs> give me what I want or don't, or just leave me alone. Ugh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. 100% with you. And I think, honestly, <sighs> that Steam needs to figure out a way to maybe up their game a bit with some of the mm. more, uh, I don't want to, I mean, they're, they're definitely encroaching, right? Like Epic in and Gog are definitely encroaching in on. Steam. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Not I so mean, much so that it's a huge threat, but I feel uh, like but it's a threat just the same. It's a yeah, threat absolutely. just the same. I mean, when you're starting to get, I mean, I know that it's an awful business tactic for the consumer, but when you start getting exclusives, you know, there's definitely some consideration that maybe uh, we need something different. So, oh, don't get me started. I know, I know. And speaking of which, <laughs> let's talk about games that you've been playing. What have you been playing this week, buddy? Uh, nothing. I a little bit of XCOM. I'm just trying to get the last bits together for the final mission, and then I'm putting that down for a while. And that's it. I just I I'm in my December crunch right now. So that's not true. I did a little bit of Battletech because I'm writing up some stuff for that and working on the Q&A and an interview and stuff because I'm, you know, that's one of the few games I'm legitimately excited about. So mostly that and um, humanki Humankind and uh, Planetfall. But again, can't really talk about anything I've seen there, so I won't. And uh, trying to explain to people about why I'm not interested in Phoenix Point. That, so, that's a game. <laughs> yeah, like a, right. little puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Well, so speaking of Phoenix Point, right, I have played yeah. it quite a bit. We did end up getting a key. It was right. something that I kind of interjected in our last podcast because we were talking mm -hmm. about it throughout our last podcast and how I didn't get one. Or yeah, we didn't and get then one. you did. And yeah, then we and did. We did. So what, 
what happened was I, I, we, I think there was a lot of people that didn't get it until the day before. And I can understand oh, why. Right. So, Whatever. Water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. I don't really care. But I think I know why they did it because I think they were waiting until the very last minute to put this out to the, the people because they were just, I mean, let's, let's be, let's just call an Apple what it is. Like, you know, call whatever, call it like it is and say that they were rushing this one. Oh, Even yes. Even though they postponed it twice. or maybe They could have sat that. on it another six months. They should have sat on it. And so the, the, the frustrating part for me is that the game itself, the foundation there, the gameplay mechanics, mm-hmm. and I think this is what a lot of people are saying out there, are actually pretty solid, right? Mm-hmm. It just feels mm-hmm. like a lot of the things that they'd promised through their Kickstarter, or FIG, I'm sorry, I should say, their mm-hmm. FIG campaign, mm-hmm. um, like regarding some of the evolving enemies and some of the other stuff that they were talking about, like AI for Haven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haven defense and stuff like that, it's all not there. Uh-oh. So. You know, a lot of people are like, holy shit, are you kidding me? Like, we we helped you start this. You took epic money, and we still are missing things that were promised. I understand that. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon because I didn't. No, you got me invest. for that. It's okay. I, yeah. I got you. I got you. I, I got your back on that, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. But I didn't personally invest, so I'm not going to sit here and complain about I that. Did. I, do think, I do think that it's a little disappointing to know that there were plans, bigger plans, that weren't seen through, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm even more disappointed by the fact that it's actually a pretty good game. You know, like, the game is fun. I'm having fun with it. There are a lot of things I like about it. The fact that humans in the game are actually some of your toughest enemies is pretty cool because that would probably be how it would be, right? Like, with, with everything dissolving, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, The Walking Dead, right? You, you have these... these crazy ass dead people that are running around killing a lot of people but at the end of the day our worst enemies are ourselves and that's yes. how it feels like in this game it really does i mean the, the the virus threat the viral threat is definitely significant and is difficult and it is it is actually at times really damn scary but the people that you have the i so far in the 10 12 hours i have of the game the 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 battles i have that are the most difficult and honest to god the ones that i have the most casualties with are when I'm fighting against my fellow humans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's 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 really cool in that sense. And I think that that does speak and but I also want to see more of the the Pandoran threat. I want to see there's I mean hell there's only a half dozen enemies. You know like mm-hmm. a half dozen enemies. Are you kidding me? Yes. And, they are kidding you. Oh, I wish they were. They're not. No, no, that that's the point. The promises are the <laughs> oh, kidding part. Joke. Okay, okay, that is the joke. joke. <laughs> it's and like they the, overpromised. They did. like. I'm. I got this problem. bridge. I got this building. I got a pyramid. I got. I got this great park. I will sell it all to you on this other marketplace after you pay me here, and then maybe you'll get it. You know, in some point a year from now. And it's like you know what? I'm so tired of. Don't promise me something you're not going to deliver. And if you do deliver, deliver what you promise. You know what's funny, and I think this is kind of ironic, is that I think the people that are going to hold off for the Steam build are going to get the best deal out of this. Because they're going to be able to fix everything. All the content that I think is missing are clearly going to be, I think, are going to be... I doubt it. I doubt There's it. There's five DLC, so I can't imagine that they won't add some enemy types, which is one of my frustrations. It's, it's, not, it's not about... The adding ones are not adding. Check this out. So here you go. You know, I, they're probably going to be like, oh, you see Nate's railing on us again. I'm not railing on them. I'm just making an observation. 
here it is. So as somebody who backed the game on Fig, their first and biggest promise was not delivered. Then they, I don't know if they took money from Microsoft for the Xbox Game Pass or whatever it's called, but they didn't deliver on that either. And that's making a lot of news right now, you know? Like, that's supposed to be the big part. They're going to have a version that's going to be on the Game Pass. They're going to have a version that's going to be on Windows plus Epic. We're going to have it everywhere except Steam. We're going to teach Valve a lesson. Okay, so they have it on Epic and they don't have it anywhere else. Then it's like, oh, we goofed. We uh, we made a mistake. We we didn't realize how much work this is going to be. Why go out of your way over-promise? Every developer that is doing that is basically being called to task on it. I, I want to use much more severe terms, but I won't because I haven't. I will do it, you know, I'll do it elsewhere where I don't have to watch my language. But yeah, it's what they did is not cool. When the game comes, I don't really care. It's like I told, like I said before, 75% off. I will not pay a penny more for it. And this is going to what you had said earlier about the Steam sales. You know, for me to play for a game full price, for me to pay for a game full price, I have no issue doing that when I trust the developers, when I know they're going to deliver a quality product. And if something is wrong, they will work to fix it. Anything short of that, I will never pay full price for again. You know what? I have learned my lesson. I've been lied to, screwed over, messed with enough times to understand that at this point. So, yeah, snapshot. I backed you guys. I fully supported you totally had a lot of expectations that were not met and maybe in five years when uh, i decide to play the game or four years i'll buy it on steam or then again maybe i won't even bother doing it. you know good luck to you all and that's that's what i have to say about that i do think it's super ironic that the people that are going to wait for the steam release or beyond that like you maybe you're going to wait until the 75 percent off you're going to get the best product. <laughs> like, no doubt. Like, the people that are investing now that are playing now are not getting the, the product that they thought they were going to. That's still not to say that it's a bad game because I really genuinely think that it's actually a pretty good game. It's just not nearly as good as it could have been. Well, mechanically speaking, it has a lot of very interesting mechanics in play. The execution is not that good at the moment. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are mechanics here. The foundation of this game is actually significantly better than I expected because, honestly... Uh, I kind of expected it to shit itself <laughs> with all the stuff that's been going on. You know, how do you, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be able to just kind of live up to any expectations that anyone had. And I think it did at some level. I just think that, yeah, there's, there's, there's more development to be had and it needs. Yes. It, so Yes. Oh. And it will get it. I hope. I, I think it will. I think if okay. it, if Epic did anything for the damn game, it's gotta be that it will have a lifetime you know, that's that's significant enough to improve the game and to give it more content and to make it a better well, game. Well, let's see. Let's see. Thankfully, yeah, we have time to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what we're thinking, you know, December of 2020. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But, I think yeah. that's it for games we're playing, yeah? Or Yeah, man. I mean, this will be a short episode. We might even call it, like, episode short as hell. <laughs> no, <laughs> so, it's not that short. I'm looking at the not, time. This is... This uh, is a normal length episode. Yeah, we were trying we to make it much. short, but it, we talk yeah, too we, much. We like to talk. We However, like the sounds of our voices. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Even when we're tired and we're like, all right, we need yeah. to make sure this is a short episode because we're both tired. And we need to get to bed. <laughs> so, so let's let's talk for an hour. Yeah, you know. yeah. Let's make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, unless you have anything else to say, you want to 
thank you just a, just the usual thank you to all our patrons to our listeners to our readers to our viewers to our forum members, to our Discord channel, just, you know, in general, thanks. We really do appreciate all of you. And thanks to the publishers and developers that work with us because, you know, it's it feels good when we put in the work and we have an, a willing and able partner that's willing to do the same. So thank you. And um, I think that's it. What about yeah, you, Ron? Yeah, my same thoughts. Thank you again to everybody who listens, everybody who participates, whoever who supports us in any way. And definitely it's so cool to have the kind of relationships that we do with the publishers and developers where we can reach out to like say practice games and say, Hey, like we really would like to get a piece of that new UI pie and that new, you know, graphics. Let's do something. Pie. Yeah, let's do let's something. Let's do something. And, you know, very, very often it's let's do this. And you know, I, I, it's it's really cool. It feels really nice to have a community like this and to be a part of it like that. So thank you, everyone. And thank you to everyone who dealt with last week's episode that dealt with some, uh, you know. It wasn't me. I, I was not responsible <laughs> in any way. I just wanted it known. I am okay, just... Uh, well, I did blame you in the, the notes. So. Of course you did. Yeah, I know. Well, until next week, it was great to talk to you guys this week, but we're going to go now. So until then... This is Robin 8 for Explominates. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.